Oof. Hello. Oh, I did that stupid annoying voice again. I don't know why I keep doing this. Um, just gonna wait a few minutes. Let some people get on. It's very bright outside today. Alright, well, welcome to Shift Happens. This is my series where I have just an ongoing live conscious conversation with somebody who I think or who I believe to be the evidence of letting the shifts and the opportunities in our lives kind of change the trajectory of our lives. There we go. And today's guest, I'm just going to invite her on, Sarah Jessica. If this is your first time listening or towards the end of it, I do kind of go through the questions if anybody had any questions during the, the chat and uh, we're trying to answer them. There she is. Hey, Shiva. How are you? Hello. Oh my gosh. It's been too long since I've seen you. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's been ages. Uh, how are you? Good. Amazing. I, I love always uh, the same thing I've loved about you forever is uh, some people, you know, you can still feel their vibe. You can still feel that energy from afar through the screen. Right. So I feel like I, I don't know the last time I saw you in person, but I still feel <laughs> that energy. So yay, oh, <laughs> I love that. I love, it. I think it was, it was summer 2019. I think it was the last time we were in BC. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, time flies, but that's okay. It's part of the world. <laughs> Crazy, insane. So mm -hmm. I'll just do a brief introduction in case this is the first time anybody's tuning into this. Um, so this whole series is pretty much just me going on live and having a conversation with somebody who I say are living lives that don't make sense on paper, right? They're doing things that by logical sense doesn't make sense. <laughs> And these are people who have gone through certain things, uh, certain experiences that they've kind of allowed to, how can I say this, to change them. They've allowed these shifts, these opportunities to shift something inside of them to, to grow and evolve, to follow their path, which looks different than they might have started on. Uh, anyway, today is my my girl, my friend, Sarah Jessica, who I know from the fitness community. Yeah. Um, and we met in Vancouver doing a photo shoot. That was good. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk. Honestly, the things that you post, and you and I, we always do this. We go back and forth and we're like, oh my gosh, that post. Yes. So, oh yes, I feel this. <laughs> so I just, I love all that you're about. I love the honesty when you talk about and the vulnerability when you talk about the things that you have gone through and are currently going through which is so different from what i see in the social media space right like we know it's the highlight reels but you're just you're real about all of it <laughs> yeah i know i know that the a lot of people will tell you like oh you should pre-plan your posts like everything mm -hmm. should like your feed should all be beautiful and you should use like a later schedule and batch your content and I'm okay with like taking pictures and like taking a whole bunch just for efficiency purposes. Um, I'm much more of a natural person. So like 
the hair, the makeup, the whole production of it is not something I want to do on a day to day. But um, I believe one of your questions in the email was like, how do you show up authentically? And I'm like, this is what I'm experiencing today. This is what I'm feeling. And um, I don't think that we should hide that, you know, when you have a struggle, that is your humanity. And, um, you know, I think one of the last questions you asked was about how you want people to feel. And sorry, I'm like jumping all over the place here. But <laughs> so this is it's so true to me, like, I think we all need a reminder, especially after these past two years is on the other side of the screen, there's a beating heart the same mm -hmm. as the one that's within you. And that's what I try to remind people of their own humanity, not just of mine, right, by sharing my experiences, but reminding people like you are also human. And that is exciting. Uh, but it has a lot of it has a lot of real realness to it that I think, mm -hmm. especially now is so easy to escape into these vortexes of technology, and really deny the emotions that are within ourselves. And then you know, we go to bed at the end of the day and we wonder why we're miserable, but we've never really processed or given consciousness to anything that we're feeling. So that's really like why I post the way that I do. And honestly, like oftentimes I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, you know, excited about something. I'm a very yeah. excitable person. So that does translate. But other times, you know, if I'm feeling something raw and authentic, then yeah, I want to share that because that's mm -hmm. that's human right and we're not we're not just happy shiny people all the time and that's okay there's a time and place for that but I think that just being yourself is is paramount mm, so good so good and all of this definitely translates on your post as well and this exactly. is why I love your post <laughs> so um you kind of uh you put on so many different things that i'm just like yes my heart was like yes 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 exactly <laughs> this is exactly why i want to have these conversations and just kind of like break that narrative any narrative that we that has been pushed on us just to realize ah oh, they're not factual they're not they don't have to be your truth your truth can look different and feel different and sound different than the narrative and that's okay it's real 100 oh. <laughs> so yeah i feel that fully Mm. So let's go back into into your journey. If mm. nobody has interacted mm. with your work before, <laughs> and somebody asks you who you are and how you show up in the world, how would you answer those questions? Um, I loved when I saw this because I was thinking, like, who am I? I have so many different hats and so many different faces. And I think that's something worth acknowledging. You know, we always think of the mask as a bad thing, but it's not. It's actually, it's a beautiful thing because we can have that opportunity to expose different sides of us, to play up different parts of who we are in certain situations and i'm not i'm not afraid of admitting that i'm definitely a different person with different people in different situations and i think that's all of our our superpower really it's it's quite a gift so um my name is sarah jessica taylor i usually abbreviate it to sjt because that's just a mouthful um so the little <laughs> acronyms but gosh in terms of the who i am and how i show up in the world well i'm a coach right? So that goes through fitness, and it also goes through subconscious stress work. So um, I love both of those aspects of me. To me, they're so intertwined. I don't really see much separation, but you have to really understand when you're talking as a coach who you're talking to. So a lot of my clients and the people I'm blessed to work with um, 
are not in the world of spirituality, or at least they don't think they are or necessarily want to be. So usually my first touch point with someone is through fitness coaching. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, most people realize we want to be healthy. Um, you get to a certain point in your fitness journey where it goes beyond vanity and you actually want to get some of the benefits um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, the inner strength that comes with exercise. So that those are the two channels of coaching that I work in. Um, what else am I? I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a student. I'm a friend. I'm a fiance. I'm all the things, right? And um, I think that's really exciting. I'm I'm myself, I'm learning, I'm expanding, I'm a soul in a human flesh body, like, gosh, where do we stop? Where does it stop? Yeah. So I have to be like, okay, my physical body stops here. <laughs> where does Sarah stop? I don't know. <laughs> I love that answer so much. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> like, I'm anything and everything, but I'm also like, so, so small and so big. And I, I just yes. love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to change my lighting here. I just realized how pale I look. Hang on. It's a lot better. <laughs> it's a, uh, my, my heritage is British. So we have what we have. <laughs> I'm just going to put all the lights on, make it a little bit better. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. And I always say, I'm always curious to find how people answer this question. Mm. And that was, that was beautiful. That was perfect. I, you just are. You're just like everything. I'm big. I'm small. I just am. I can't just do one thing. And I think that's what to be celebrating because a little bit of my background, like I grew up um, just the same way that most people of my generation did. So millennials, but I think even the generation before, um, I don't even know what that is. That's such a millennial thing, isn't it? Um, you just think that there's like people exist outside of me. Um, <laughs> sorry here we are so <laughs> you just think like okay I have to go to school I have to get my degree and then I do the thing right and like my my mom has worked in the same job I don't even know how many years but like it's over 20 um and and same with my grandma and the generations before um they didn't get the freedom the opportunity the I don't know what it was, to be honest. I don't know if it was freedom, opportunity, choice. But um, I remember I was in grade six. I was in grade six, so 12 years old. And I started pulling out all my hair, like all of it, pulling it all out because I got so anxious. It was at that point I realized I can do anything I want in the world. I can be anybody. I can, I can do anything. And it was scary at the time. And now mm -hmm. I see that that freedom and that opportunity. Um, it's a privilege and to exercise it seems overwhelming. Um, but I also made the decision maybe in university to understand that not everything is for me. You know, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily adhere to one particular religious dogma, but um, I do believe that my soul has been here before and I mm -hmm. think it will again. So I think I get hints and nudges of things that interest me. Maybe that's a, a story from a past lifetime or a future, mm -hmm. right? Maybe these are little like clues of where I am going, where I'm evolving to or where I have been. But I have to sit often and just calm myself down and remind myself that I don't have to do everything, but I can try, you know, little things here and there. So I don't know. I'm just excited to be alive. It's a cool, it's a cool experience. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm gonna say more than yes here, but you're just you're hitting on so many you're hitting on so many things and so many like theories and ideas and like, just ways that I see the world. That's so why I'm like yes, like exactly. 
that's what I'm doing. I'm like, yes. I, I know more words than yes. Just that. <laughs> no judgment. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I'm getting validation. So, you know, we all know how much, especially on social media, this is like everything. You're someone saying yes to me. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel that. <laughs> no, I love having conversations with you though. I love the first time we really like went deep and it was funny. I took my dogs out this morning for a walk and I was thinking like, I guarantee that if we had recorded that first conversation, we would love it because mm -hmm. when I have those conversations with you, it feels like I learned so much. You like learned so much. I don't know if you learned yeah, so much or yes, like, I just feel course. like something was stimulated within me that I'm like, damn, I hope I remember that. So what a genius <laughs> idea to record the conversation so you can go back and you know, you do that with your friends all the time. Like I am right, the yeah. world smartest yeah. therapist, like best coach, whatever, when I'm talking to my friends and afterwards I'm like, what did I say? Right. And so to have, to have that recording, um, this is, this is priceless. So thank you. <laughs> I swear. I love that you said that. I swear. Cause me and my friend Zara, I swear we started sending each other voice notes just because of this. Cause we're like, that was such a I need to find my genius again. I need to go back and tap <laughs> what did into you her. Say? Yeah, exactly. 100%. I love that. <laughs> that's so funny it's so funny so you said you mentioned that when you were 12 years old that's when you kind of to me that sounded like a shift it sounded like an opportunity that kind of like nudged you a little bit that made you realize that you could actually have control over something like you could actually do something mm -hmm. right. yeah I feel like that was the beginning but I had to so I don't I'm not like entirely familiar with the hero's journey, but I think it starts with a calling and then you deny it. And then there's a lot of friction. This is the general outline, right? So for me, I didn't answer that call until many years later. I would say it was probably in university where it got to like the crest of, of catastrophe. And that's kind of where I knew I had to make a choice, but I still didn't. And through that, the world chose for me. And that yeah. was very unpleasant. That was a yeah. that was an experience that I was just like, okay, I don't want to have this happen again. So going forward, I've learned to make choices, even if you're choosing between two bad choices, two things you don't necessarily want, but in through not choosing, that's not a situation I wanted to be in again. So I would say that this whole shift kind of uh, started when I was 12 and it really peaked for me when I was about 24. And I was living in downtown Toronto and I had everything. And I was this close to going to U of T or Yorkville to finish my master's in counseling. And that was going to be my future. I was going to do counseling, considering you don't really need a PhD, but I was like, I'm going to be a psychologist, right? And I'm going to practice and I'm going to live downtown Toronto and I'm going to work with Cam H and I'm going to get the little cottage up in um, like Blue Mountain and go skiing. Yeah. So this is my life this is what it is and um I can't tell you like in my body and my heart my chest how much restriction it felt um I had so many friends and so many connections and I had this picture perfect life and inside I was screaming to get out and it was like no 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 no, no. this isn't your life this isn't who you actually are it's just who you're pretending to be and I remember coming home from work one night in Toronto and literally physically looking in the mirror I didn't see myself in that reflection. I didn't mm -hmm. at all. Um, I recognized the superficial, like the outside. I was like, hey, that's my hair. Th those are my eyes. Like, but when I looked in, I didn't see 
myself. And so I think that was in December and January of the the very next month, I told my now fiance boyfriend at the time, I'm I'm putting in our our notice and I'm going to move to Vancouver in June. And he was like, what, what are you doing? Um, and it's just, this is how I make decisions, right? So I had this lead up from like 12 years old to 24, like something is, is not authentic. Something's not aligned. I didn't yeah. know the words for it. I didn't understand the feelings inside my body and brain. Like, I didn't know how to listen to my intuition yeah. at all. That's not a conversation I had tapped into and still working on it. But, um, right. Then suddenly, like it literally December to January, like the ship, the ship was just like, right. So I don't know if your ships are like that too. I've been following some other people's stories. Like some people know right away, you know, there's people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm two and I want to be a, you know, engineer. And I'm like, okay, it was, I'm not, I did not have that clarity. But, um, once the ball gets rolling for me, like things happen quickly. And I think that's a positive thing. I think that's something to lean into and really recognize like that is for me because as soon as I start off in that direction, um, it goes right. Life is easier. I'm not, yeah, it just felt alive. So that's. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That I love that. And I recognize so many of my own stories in there too so that's that's so beautiful yeah wow (laughs) tell me which part like which part do we overlap on I love like I just love finding the commonalities between people I find it fascinating like we are all individuals I don't even know how many people there are in the world billions billions and billions of people and we think we're so different we think we're so my problems are so different my life is so different um but when you really talk to people we are we are completely different but we have these overlaps of humanity and those parts to me are like they're just little nuggets of gold i think it's beautiful and i love hearing like okay where where do we overlap what do we have in common because you have something in common with everyone i'm sorry you do for better or for worse we all do for yeah. sure. And I always say, because at the end of it, right, at the core of it, it's all about like that pure connection, which just is mm-hmm. like that's at the core of it all. So, of course, we're always going to uh, so good. So good. OK, so when you were talking about even from like a younger age, just like having that moment where you kind of figure something right like you for you, it was the hair pulling. I guess for me, it was um, my stepfather. So my mom had three kids with a man her first love they were together for a very long time so they broke up and there was a gap and then I was born well she met my father and I was born so -hmm. when I was nine years old um we moved to the United States Mm -hmm. and my mom got back with them because she wanted us to have a normal you know normal Mm -hmm. family that's how I was supposed Mm -hmm. to dad mom with the kids yeah Um, but from that age until I was about 15 almost 16 years old this man terrorized me like (laughs) terrorized me emotionally the first man yeah, so my stepfather, yeah, who is the father of three of the three the other the first ah, three exactly. Yeah. It's all of my three siblings. It's their dad, and this man terrorized me for a very long time. But those experiences almost shifted something in me because it made me realize how deep I can get into these emotions. If that even makes sense. No, you know, like the emotions were so raw and they were so powerful and being so young I don't think my body could handle it so it like it it dropped me to the core and I it, think yeah that's that's a gift because I feel like that can go two ways but in so many ways like if you hadn't 
had that experience, there wouldn't be enough pressure to awaken who you are now and what you have exactly. become. Exactly. It's beautiful. And like, I feel like this is all of life. Like it's, <laughs> it's brutal and beautiful. And then it's in that cycle. And it just keeps yeah. just keeps spinning. You never really know where you're at in it. Yeah. But Thank you to just honor, to just honor those those cycles, honor the phases, honor the the dips and the turns and the this is what I'm all about. Just being able to understand I'm in this cycle right now, and anything that's coming through, everything that's coming through, I'm gonna allow it to do what it what it does. I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna honor that and lean into it. Yeah, I always like love hate this because it's such a beautiful thought after. Mm -hmm where they say like there's purpose in your pain mm -hmm. when you're going through your pain it's not really yes, what i'm yeah. here but um yeah. afterwards yeah. it's always good to when when that has healed enough for you to reflect back to kind of look mm -hmm. and just say okay what did i learn from this or what strength or what skill or you know even what capacity can i empathize with someone um now that i have this deeper level of emotion it's a gift it's mm -hmm. not something i wish upon other people but I do, I do really, it's funny, like all the people that I'm deeply connected with have all been through something. Yeah. And much respect to people who haven't, that's their own journey and life and karma. But we just don't connect on the same level because I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't get it. Like if you don't understand pain and misery and like that hardship, um, I'm happy for you. But at the same time, like it's, it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And even, it's not that, and I hate to talk in terms of levels, especially when we talk about things like this, but it's, it's not that they're at like a different level, but I do believe they still, they're on the edge of certain things. You know what I mean? Like they're on the edge. And like you we said, have to find a new word for levels because I know exactly what you're trying to say. <laughs> like a hundred percent but we think of levels in like a linear stage yeah, like above and we always think way. above being better or yes. like lower being deeper being better so like yes. it's not it's not the right visual analogy exactly but I completely ten thousand percent understand okay. what you're talking about because it is it's just like in a different energetic space whatever yes. that means yes. like and i'm just like okay we're just not like communicating vibrationally something and it would yes. not mean like you're going slower or faster is better or worse it just means we're in a different spot like yes mentally exactly. <laughs> yeah. totally getting get it, get it. <laughs> I, I, I thought for so long and it's like we need i need a synonym so i let go looking and i'm just like no it's not it's not working here i like that you're just in a different energetic space i like that there you go. <laughs> and that's fine because there's no better, there's no before, there's no after, there's none of that. You just is. Yes, just a, I know. It's just different. It's just Our different. <laughs> whenever I think about it, sometimes I just finished reading this book and it blew my mind. I'll tell you about it in a second. It was beautiful. But like so much of the book, I don't know if you have read a book like this before. I personally love it. But sometimes like before bed, I'm like, oh, I can't like, this is too much. I'm like yeah. reading the pages and I'm like, I think my brain just like grew a little bit. Like I just feel it. it all Anything my Joe dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm trying to pull my atoms back into my body. I'm like we're supposed to be sleeping as a human now. <laughs> like not just like floating off into space. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we might lose some people here at that point. But if you you like, it's it's 
good. It's good. I feel like for me, I started meditating. So maybe we can talk about that because I started meditating out of necessity. It was in 2019. Um, actually, when I shot with Nick in the Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was at that time I was prepping for a show, had completely destroyed my body. So I'm a natural athlete, always will be, always has, have been. But in order to get like super, super shredded, you have to do the insanest amounts of cardio and eat nothing. And we're never ever gonna pretend that this is healthy, right? But for me, I was trying to fit my larger muscular body from being an athlete into a category in which it doesn't really naturally wanna go, right? So big muscular legs, trying to lose muscle. Um, so stressed, like physically, mentally, digestion shut down, reproductive systems shut down, skin was bad, hair was breaking off, like not growing, nails, all of it, like destroyed, right? Um, Then I started getting like stomach cramps and like all these like ulcers and things popping out, like muscles twitching. I'd be walking my dogs down the street and I would have to sit down because I was about to faint. Like it was bad. These are just like the small things, right? So I went to my family doctor and I got a blood test and he's like, oh, your blood glucose is too high. You're borderline pre-diabetic. I literally laughed in his face, like outward. Like I still like want to laugh about it now because I'm like, (laughs) at that point, at that point, I hadn't eaten a carb, like sincerely, like a carb, no sugar, nothing. I maybe had like one potato in like six months. So to tell me, right, to tell me I'm pre-diabetic, I was laughing at him and he didn't believe me, of course. So I started looking through alternative medicine channels and they said, um, it's stress. Like your cortisol is way too high. You're just dumping the, the fight or flight dumps glucose, right? From, from all sources, dumping insulin to process this glucose. Your stress is too high. So that's when I went on the deep dive of processing stress. Um, but some of the physical, so you have like your subconscious. That's a lot of the work that I do with my clients, like going through the exercises, going back and, and talking about it. That's one thing. But just the little things to start with, meditation was the lowest hanging, most accessible, effective fruit. And that's where I was introduced to the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and started reading some of his stuff. And actually for the first time in 2019, so I did an ayahuasca ceremony. That's an aside. We'll go back to that later. So we'll loop back. So I knew I was a soul. <laughs> I knew I was a soul, but I, it had taken me an experience to understand that. But this was the first time since the ayahuasca moment that I actually admitted and acknowledged the vulnerability of my human body and just saying like, you know, I'm so strong and a lot of like my outer strength comes to protect protect the inner mind and again we can go into that in a second but it was when I meditated it was the first time that I recognized the the fragileness of this cute little cell right and that something inside of me was deeper and more permanent and stronger Mm -hmm. and that life force and that was what Mm -hmm. I was tapping into so I was going beyond the body beyond you know this room beyond all Mm -hmm. these things and finding myself within through meditation and it's been a beautiful journey uh but that was the first time I got all like spiritual Mm -hmm. and energetic right and I love it this is like totally who it's it's an undeniable truth right so Mm -hmm. I just always have to be conscious like who am I talking to how am I you know because not everybody wants to have these conversations meanwhile I'm like did you know you're a soul (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) like my fiance for example doesn't want to hear it I'm like I'm like telling him about all this stuff he's like okay what do you want (laughs) 
<laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yeah, I can relate to that as well. I do have people in my life who tend to roll their eyes and then go, I know, I know what you're saying makes sense. I know it's true. It's just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I also feel too like um, I am really excited about personal development, about growth, about. I don't even believe in good or bad people. I think everyone's good. I just think, uh, truly, I'm, I, it's like everyone is good. Everyone has so much potential. And I get excited when I see people. I'm like, oh, I see your potential. I feel like that's yeah. my job. Like, I see the good in you. But not everybody wants to see that, right? Yeah. Not everybody is ready. Not everybody wants the responsibility or whatever. They don't, it's, not, it's their journey. It's not for me to be like, oh my God, right? And it's the same thing with the spiritual journey. Like some people are like, oh, I'll worry about that when I'm dead, right? Like I'm sure, you know, cause uh, that's, that's your choice and gotta respect that. It's hard sometimes when I get excited about things, I can get a little evangelical cause I really am like, this is so cool. But um, I mean, that's the, the joy, I think, especially of social media is you can be connected with people who have the same interests, the same visions without ever meeting them. And you can geek out on all, all the things that excite you and you don't have to, to bug your friends and family. I love that. No, and I, I completely agree. Um, so when I was in Mexico recently, I was saying that. Please tell me more. Like, I was living vicariously. As soon as I got there, I almost started connecting with people who mm. are in the same vibrational room, <laughs> right? Like the conversations we're That's having cool. were deeper and they were like this. And it, I was there for a month. And in that month, I can't even tell you how many times I had the, I really should have recorded this conversation because it was so freaking good. <laughs> Is that where you came up with this idea? Or were you doing this before Mexico? No, you're doing it before no, Mexico. I started in Mexico. In Mexico. I, oh, I literally that's started cool. because these conversations were so good. And I was like, okay, this, like, this is amazing. So this I know what you're saying. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've been in Montreal for four years. And I can count on one hand how many times I've had these conversations. So I, I totally. I feel I, you. I mean, I'm in Vancouver, I'm in North Vancouver, but I've lived here for five years, five years. And like connecting is, connecting is hard anywhere you go. Maybe, I don't know, that's, maybe that's a limiting story. Because I feel like when I go places in Europe, um, I haven't been to Mexico just once with my, my mom way back, but certain places, it's just, you can just walk up to somebody and it's not weird. Right. Yeah. But here I feel like I'm like trying to talk to people and they're like, why are you, why are you in my space? Especially now. So I love that. Like when you find those magic pockets or yeah. like whatever, I just want to go to, I've heard so many things about different places in the world, having different vibrational energies and they have attracted you know, yeah. people right so excited to explore more yeah i actually had a conversation in mexico about this we were talking about the different chakra points of places around the world and we're saying oh. if you're there's like a theme of certain people that are being drawn to certain places like i know texas right now is becoming a, a space where a lot of spiritual communities moving to and mexico is another one and it used to be bali a few years ago so yeah. we're having this conversation and saying what if in a way these places are calling to us to heal us and the more that we heal all together we raise the vibration of that place in itself 
Wow, that's beautiful. And I was like, what a beautiful concept. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I knew there was a reason I was being called to Mexico. <laughs> you know, like, what yeah. a beautiful concept, though. And the place heals you, and you heal it as all the vibrations come together. It just magnifies yeah. it. I thought yeah. it was such a beautiful concept. And I was like, I love that so much. And I love that I'm seeing so many people that are living, they're living behind their lives. They're, you know, closing out their businesses, whatever it is because they feel so drawn to, to these places mm-hmm. and they're actually following that. That's really cool. Um, yeah. I, I feel like circle. that's where <laughs> we're heading towards. My fiance and I are trying really hard to like shift our lives online mm-hmm. and then explore the world. Yeah. This is the, this is the, the five-year plan, which yeah. will definitely take not five years, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's up yeah. for the universe to decide. Mm-hmm. So beautiful uh, and you just hit on something too um that i want to dive into a little bit so something that's really important for me it's in terms of accessibility and being integrity right when we talk about mm-hmm. these things that are very much very true and like we say like all of these ultimate truths that undeniable truth that can you know when you get two human beings together that connection you can't deny it so mm-hmm those of us that have are following callings or have taking or have chosen to take the stage on this right to lead on our movements that ultimately goes back to the ultimate core the ultimate truth there are certain ways for us to show up but i feel like it's very difficult as we navigate this as we're still figuring out what this even is while living in a system that's already established that may not necessarily honor that or to Mm. find ways in which to honor it how do you feel about this if that even makes any sense to you (laughs) no it does it completely makes sense so um gosh where where do we even start with that um there's so many how do i speak on this properly i mean that i think this is the whole point and the whole beauty of it um i'm gonna make a mistake i'm gonna Mm you know, say something and giving yourself grace and self-compassion and recognizing that you don't have the answers. You don't know every single person. You don't know the rules. You are making everything up as you go. So um, giving yourself, and I'm like the queen at not being good at this. So for me to (laughs) is a reflection of something that I'm very, like I'm talking about it because I would say it's something that I'm working on the most right now. So when I was in grade six, um, my nickname was Little Miss Perfect. Everybody in the school called me that. It wasn't a good thing. It was a a thing like, oh, this girl again, right? Like this girl is gonna win everything. She's gonna get the academic award. It was not a nice thing. But because of that, the, the boundaries and expectations, the box that I put myself into, I think that was the beginning of the cascade of like you, go to the school, you do this thing, you play this sport, you hang out with these people, right? And that like from 12 until 24, that's 12 years of my life where I was playing the game of being who people expected me to be or being the person people wanted me to be or being the person people were comfortable with me being. So it wasn't until, I mean, I still didn't learn it in Vancouver. So I moved, but I didn't like understand boundaries or understand what I needed. Like these are all things that I am sort of, I am developing on the way and I'm getting a lot better. And 2020 
really helped me accelerate that process because you get put with your back against a rock and you're stuck in that hard place. Like you have to learn, you have to take care of yourself, right? Like there's no, there's no putting others first. There's no like throwing yourself into productivity. You can't hide from anything. And so that was the blessing that I saw. But um, yeah, I feel too, I was diagnosed in university, the end, second year university as having bipolar mental illness. And the expectations that come with a diagnosis are crazy. I can't speak for what it's like today. Well, actually I can, because I was talking to a psychiatrist in August and I I believe that all these people are good people. They are very good people. Even the people who work at Big Pharma, we have huge differences. But I genuinely believe that we just have different beliefs, right? We have different <laughs> beliefs and we're all trying to do good for the world, right? Yeah. Very different beliefs, but we're all trying to do good. <laughs> and that's, that's a whole other topic. But, um, you know, the expectations that people have for you, given a title or given the way you look or given where you live, right? Um, that has been something to reckon with within myself. And at the end of the day, this is just what I believe. So take it or leave it. But the only way out of that is to take ownership because mm -hmm. I have been living by somebody else's expectations and rules, but I made that choice. Even if I made that choice subconsciously at four years old, right? Mm -hmm. I still have to take ownership for somebody said, you know, Sarah, you should be, you're only gonna be successful if you go to university and get your degree, right? Um, I decided to believe that. And I decided mm -hmm. to integrate that into my beliefs and I decided to take action on that belief. So ultimately it all filters back to me. And I think this is like the most important thing. It's so simple in concept, but actually putting it into action in your life mm -hmm. is extremely difficult. Um, but that's just changing, really addressing like, what are my beliefs? Where did they come from? Do I still choose this? Yeah. Because that creates your identity. And so many of us, myself included, are subconscious on a lot of the things that mark our identities. Right. And that's our life's mm -hmm. work, I believe. It's certainly my path and my life's work, but mm -hmm. really trying to step outside of this little like box that I've built for myself and mm -hmm. expand and fit myself into different shapes and all of that. But work in progress. Absolutely. Do you find that because for me, everything you just said totally resonates with me. And what I've realized, especially this year, not last year, but I'm realizing it this year is that even within the so-called wellness or spirituality world or industry, whatever you want to call it, personal development industry, there are still these boxes that people are still playing. <laughs> bigger, I think. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you... I would say that they're bigger because a lot of us, like you are genius in my opinion, but a lot of people, they're in a blind spot because they yeah. think, oh, I'm like... They're... I got to be careful I say this, but there's a certain like, uh, like goodness that a lot of people feel to like, Oh, I'm doing the work or this or whatever. And so it's yeah. like, uh, you've heard that word like spiritual bypassing. So there's yeah. kind of like this concept yeah. of, well, I'm, I'm doing the work that's good enough, but it's yeah. like, it's not a one and done thing. It's a, it's a process. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of us in this space, yeah. and I'll always include myself because I have blind spots. That's why, like yeah. we all do. That's, Absolutely. I think blind spots are good because it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us 
seeing opportunities for growth. It keeps us connecting with people who will help us. I don't, I don't know what their purpose is. I didn't put them there, but I think they're there for a reason. But I think a lot of people in this industry, we have blind spots and many people are not conscious of them. Yeah. So kudos to you for just having that awareness of like, hmm, you know, from an observation standpoint, it's like, yeah, something's a little off here. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And like you said, I, for me, I feel like it's bigger because I am able to have more awareness or maybe before. It, yeah, like before it wasn't I don't want to say as deep, but, you know, yeah. I had like my, my little nudges and my little whispers. And now it's just yeah. kind of like, it's just right in my face too, where I'm like, okay. So what I was the biggest one for you this year? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. Wow. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I, I would say for me, like, I will say this right now. I don't care what happens in the next 15, 16 days. 17 days I don't know end of year um it's too many days um this has been the hardest year of my life hardest and I've had like some shit things like on papers like wow that's traumatizing right those are different like it's not it's not big trauma a little trauma but this year has been the hardest because my beliefs about myself have been yeah. challenged so when something happens externally it's so easy to be like oh well that's the thing right but to have the fingers the everything pointing back at me um it's been a struggle it's been a challenge and at the same time i'm so grateful this year happened as it did because who i was january 1st who i was three months ago it's a different person than today mm -hmm. and i couldn't be standing here having this conversation i couldn't be articulating like this wouldn't be the same conversation had those things not happened mm -hmm. but yeah if i were put on the spot to be like what one thing i'd be like i don't know <laughs> it's just like everything shattering in your face um, in a good way in a good way because at the end of the day like when things fall apart you know it's for a reason something better's got to come out of it so an opportunity for sure for sure um i guess to answer your question putting this spotlight back on um to answer your question will probably be Damn, I have two <laughs> answers. Tough one. I'm like, I, have, I feel like there's a link between them. You can do <laughs> top three. I'm, I'm down for top three. <laughs> top three, jeez. Um, so for me, one of the big things was realizing how, like you, you mentioned spiritual bypassing. How I was doing that to myself as well was one of the big things mm -hmm. for me to realize that, like, hey, there are certain emotions that you didn't allow yourself to process because you still had this logical idea that they were bad emotions and that they didn't need to be processed that they just are instead of actually going through them and feeling them which i equate to doing eft so you know this that i'm a yeah i'm a <laughs> the tapping so i'm actually certified in this that. oh my god that I actually helped that. everybody <laughs> needs i just like if i could teach the world two things it would be eft and just simple breathing like actually yeah. And yeah. so many yeah. problems could just simply be de-escalated. I'm not saying it's going to solve problems, yeah. but we could de-escalate the problem. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I'm just like super passionate about it. And even like some of my clients are like, 
<laughs> you, know, yeah. like, you know not and I was the same when I first started I was like okay whatever but like <laughs> if you actually give yourself permission to to be that believing child and be in that state of like this is my my litmus test uh what harm does it do is someone asking me for 10 grand to teach me this right like no what what is the harm am I gonna lose three hours of my life no right um what is the cost it's not that bad so you know give it a shot why I think we all need to be a little bit more open-minded but okay continue tell I me more that. about <laughs> I just I, super passionate. I taught my I taught my nephew tapping and I mentioned this in a previous call uh, the previous chat that I did where I mentioned I I showed him how to do it and through one session he was able to access like he was sad and hurt because his mom wasn't spending enough time with him yeah like that, and he accessed it himself like I literally wow. like watched him go through this and I was like this is amazing every person <laughs> should know about this <laughs> yes Oh, I love that for that you and for him and just everything. It's so amazing. Like the words are there, the feelings are there, but we don't know what we, they are. And so we mobilize them, right? I think that's just a beautiful story. We need to share that with everyone. Oh, we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Perfect. Win-win. <laughs> oh, yeah, like tapping really helped me and it, it helped me my body felt safe enough to process these emotions now, if that makes sense. Like, that's what, that's really helped me. And even no. through that, like, I was able to figure out that I was holding on to a lot of, of anger and, and hurt, which anybody who knows me, like, I don't get mad. I don't, like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's just not important. Yeah. But I was holding on to so much anger and hurt having to do with um, certain things that happened within my family, mm -hmm. you know, that I didn't even realize. I was like, no, like, I forgave them for this. Yeah. Right. But then, like the anger and the hurt was still there. So that's something else that this year I really had to look at and finding the triggers to that mm -hmm. as well. And now, like, it's so beautiful. I love that too. Like when you said, "I'm like a chill person, so you don't like expect there to be mm -hmm. anger there." I'm almost the opposite. So I'm like third generation angry. So I'm a little tapered <laughs> down a little bit. But there's things where like, I just have, that's my emotion. Like my yeah. primary emotion, whether like, I, I'm not very good at crying. I'm not very good at like tapping into like sadness and like feeling that. But mm -hmm. anger is such a go-to that I actually have to ask myself, like, this is my identity story that my emotion is anger. Mm -hmm. Like, can I actually feel sadness? Do I need to respond with anger when what I actually am trying to access is sadness or even happiness or shock yeah. or whatever like there's so many emotions yeah. right but because i've just said like anger is my primary like it's so difficult and again i'm getting better because you recognize it you have that awareness and in your sense it's like okay well i'm, I'm the cool person like i shouldn't feel angry or like you know yeah. whatever the conscious story is running in your yeah. head i our brains are just so fascinating <laughs> but it's really cool when you can like do the tapping and be like damn i'm angry yeah <laughs> all right like i mean this is new <laughs> but i like it like for me a little like okay well we'll tap into some some sadness my my baby dog died recently um a month ago november 11th and um he was our rescue and he was literally our baby. Like Matt and I decided a while ago we're not having kids. And then there's this tiny little dog. He's eight pounds. Love him to death. It was sudden and unexpected. And the whole time, the whole time we're trying to access 
the sadness and trying to access like my feelings and my fiance is so good at feeling and that has been a journey for me to really like understand how to tap into the emotion of what I am genuinely experiencing. Yeah. Um, and that's been a beautiful journey. It's, it's definitely a challenge. It's been difficult because again, like it's not natural for me. So I heard this term recently and it's me in a nutshell and it says manic defense. So you get very um, defensive, very productive when a crisis happens. And um, so for me, the biggest work is just really like holding space for myself, even if it's five, 10 minutes a day to say, we're not going to do one more piece of work. We're not going to be productive. We are going to sit and we are going to try to feel what it feels like to have this absence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm getting there, but yeah. That's so beautiful. That's my work, right? So yeah. that's, I feel like half the work is knowing where to work, but it's yeah. a whole other thing to do it. Um, and that's why I love having friends who are also kind of on that path because yeah. you can just, you know, cheer for each other. Even if it's just like a little like thumbs up or heart or something mm -hmm. like that, just to know someone's trying. And that's yeah. always the thing for me. Like, I don't care if you've done a bad thing, but I just want to see you trying to get mm -hmm. better. Right. Like, again, there's no bad people. Yeah. You're all we're all on our journey, like doing our work. But like, please just do the work. Don't like so for me, like knowing I have to tap into that emotions, especially for my fiance, because he's like, why aren't you more upset? I remember yeah. after my dad died, my mom asked me, she's like, why aren't you more upset? Mm -hmm. Because there's this expectation of like you cry all the time or like, what is what does upset look like? Right. Like to me, upset looks like productivity. Right. So just understanding if I want to have these good relationships with people in my life so that they see me as a compassionate human, um, yeah. some of that will be accessing that vulnerable state. And um, yeah, but I know where to grow. <laughs> so beautiful. This is so beautiful that you're able to have this conversation with yourself. And I think, I think a lot of people are afraid to have this conversation with themselves because I think it will break down a yes. lot of the a lot of the identities or things they've taken as their identity mm -hmm. it will break that down that little house they built for themselves that security blanket that they've had it will yeah. break that down and i think a lot of people are are afraid to actually do this but i think underneath it's always there yeah. <laughs> you know like it's always there underneath just like looking for a little bit of a little bit more light to just like hey i'm still here <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i no. love that I love that you have this conversation. I'm sure that you experience this in coaching. Like the first, so I have an eight week program, which I might extend into 10 or 12 because I would say the first four weeks, everyone's so excited. They're like, oh my God, yeah. I'm learning all this yeah. stuff about myself. It's so fantastic. And then the walls start to crumble and it's exciting. But then what happens after you've blown up the house of your yeah. identity? is you've got all this rubble, you've got a huge mess, and you're like, oh my God. And you're spinning out there in space and you're like, what do I hang on to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what 
what is solid? What is here for me? What is real? What is mine? Right? You just like blew my whole world apart, right? And like, yeah. now you're trying to decide. And that's why we go back to what's comfortable. That's why we go back exactly. to those limiting beliefs when we were like two or four, or whatever, is because that's what we know, right? Like, so for so long, when I was uh, in university, I created my own chaos. Every I created so much shit and drama and because that's what was familiar to me. And I never, ever wanted to take responsibility and hear that I was choosing it and let alone creating it. But mm -hmm. like, that is the coolest part I think about being a coach is when somebody blows up their own life and then they realize mm -hmm. like, oh my God. And they're all like, <laughs> it's, it's hard, it's painful. Like it's exciting, but that's the cycle, right? You're just like, yeah. oh my God, who am I? And you go through that reckoning and you decide the process of choosing and recognizing the habits of what you need to integrate to continue to make choices. Because you know what I chose today is probably not what I'm gonna choose in five years. It might be similar, but it's, a, yeah. it's an updating process, right? And I think that's the most beautiful part of being a coach is one, when somebody finds their system and they're like, aha, this is like, they get it. They're like, oh, it's my power. It's my control. Yeah. I can do this. And then they find what works for them. Just like, okay, I'm going to ask this question every week or whatever, whatever their structure looks like that they, they, they help, that we help create for them. But that's the part for me where I'm like, oh my God, this is like, that's liberation. That's freedom yeah. for me is like, you can be whoever you choose whenever you need to make that choice. Absolutely. It's so funny. You literally just summarized my new course. It's oh, it's amazing though, right? I know what it's called. No. Liberation. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> what is that? What is that called when you do like the uh, sales pitch or something? I don't know. I don't do it. But uh, yeah, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> you literally summarized it this is exactly. <laughs> this is exactly. This is what I believe is my movement like this yeah it, it's necessary work though and i just feel mm -hmm. like well again going through the lens of fitness right so people come to me and they're like i want to be fit and whatever and like they're you're not you're gonna keep failing on the same thing it doesn't matter if you work out with me or you work out with someone else or you work out on your own or you do this style of diet or that style of training like you will trip on the same thing until you understand why you're tripping yourself yeah. right and so what is that that's an identity shift Yep. Right? This is, it's everything in the world. I'm in this business course. It's driving me a little bit crazy because like, you need to niche down. You need to niche down. I was like, but like literally this work is for anyone who's willing to do it, who wants yeah. to do it. And it will give them anything, right? Like yeah, it will make your relationships better, your health better, your career better, like your, and your ability to tap into yourself and your energy better. Like you can't, I can't put a limit on this. I can't <laughs> niche this down. I this like, down. Like, like, this is a transformation. <laughs> but uh, it's okay yeah I'm happy for you that's cool it sounds like a good program I mean mm -hmm. I if it's anything like what I, I think it is in my head it's it's the necessary work we all need to tap into it and whether it's a vehicle of um you know your specific channel or a book right everyone has their different medium of digesting but yeah. we're all we're, aren't we all trying to get better Mm, hopefully <laughs> hopefully i hope <laughs> i believe i believe i do too i do too um yeah that was amazing i mean that was <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
love the name too. I love liberation because that's really like for me, that's what it felt like when I went through that process myself. So it was um, late 2019 that I started to kind of upgrade some of my certifications and learn more about subconscious stress and like literally not just what it did to your physical body because that was the outward reaction that I was having that was like yo you need to deal with this but um you know more the un internal subconscious stressors that were messing up my how I was showing up in the world and being um but I really think where was I going with this thought oh brain fart it's about time for that um no I don't remember <laughs> Well, I, I love your program. I think that's what, oh, yeah. So that's what it felt like for me. That's what it felt yeah. like for me. It was like, I had all this weight that I didn't even know I was carrying around. All this weight. There's this beautiful quote my mom put on our fridge forever. And I have no idea whose it is or where it came from. But it says, um, when there's a rock on your back, right? You've been carrying around all these burdens and it's so heavy and it's so like burdensome. It's so hard and yeah. it causes all these problems in your life. Like, realize at any time all the stuff that's weighing you down you can just put it down and stand on it and get a better look of the world around you like you don't have to oh. care it's beautiful i'm paraphrasing of course it's much yeah. more succinct <laughs> and and beautifully poetically written but um that's that's exactly what liberation yeah. is to me it's just like you have the choice to put this down and stand on it or if you want to carry it go ahead like but you know just recognize that that's your choice yes yes absolutely and this goes back to exactly why i i I like love to have these conversations because at the end of it, this is exactly the purpose, right? You're showing the evidence. When I speak to somebody like you or somebody who, you know, my, my previous conversations with like photographers or content mm -hmm. creators who are doing it full time, who I feel like I've gotten half and your conversations are beautiful. Like I love hearing everybody say, I'm like, oh, this is such a cool person. That's such a cool person. <laughs> so thank you for bringing people to the world, right? Because I didn't know half those people. I think I knew two of them that you've interviewed so far. Everybody else is new. And like, that's, that's really important work. Thank you. Thank you. And this is the purpose. It's just to show people that like, well, we're figuring it out. Like we're all doing this. <laughs> we're all doing this and we're all breaking the mold in our own ways. It's just to follow that, to give yourself permission and to have that yeah. trust within yourself to actually follow that. And for me, I always go back to, at the end of the day, I truly believe, this is one of my deepest beliefs ever, it's not always had, is that my soul came here to evolve and to grow through different experiences. So for me to feel that. called to something and shut myself off, it's just it doesn't feel right for me it's just I, I just I can't <laughs> every mm -hmm. time I've tried to you know mm -hmm. like you're saying and I was making a choice mm -hmm. and things would happen and then oh all of a sudden I'm carrying so much and it was still me choosing to carry them and mm -hmm. to realize that like like you said I can put it down what <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's like what <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And this is the, one of the main reasons why I want to continue having these conversations on here. Just to show people that like, hey, you got this. <laughs> like, yeah. you or just explain it. like, no matter what, like all these speakers, we all have different backgrounds, different origin stories, different experiences so many things different right but what's the one thing in common is just that we made a choice in our lives right and I love I had my name for a while <laughs> changes all the time my profile changes all the time it was conscious health coach nobody understood what that was so it's like okay well we'll reframe that but uh, they're like what does that mean like you're awake I was like okay <laughs> 
yes, but not like <laughs> attentive. Um, but I love that you're, you're having <laughs> conscious conversations because so much, and I love all your posts really kind of like invigorate this energy in people, um, especially in me, like I really resonate with it, but it's like, hey, everybody's waking up. Like everybody's kind of like, you know, you're remembering. Yeah. Up and it's like yes now is the time for that like let's go um i can't speak for everyone but i know a large part of my life was unconscious i was not choosing i thought i was because i was literally making decisions but it's different than conscious living right living by design living by choice right and really understanding your power in everything i'm not just talking like epigenetics just like you know i get that a lot people are like well genetically i'm gonna have this problem I'm like yeah right but i mean in everything everything that you do right and uh i i'm very clearly excited about that because i think that's when the whole world can change the whole someone's whole world can change even just by hearing this conversation by hearing some of the interviews that you do right because that's when at some point maybe it's the hundredth time they've heard it but at some point something will switch for them like your whole theme here with the shift like eventually that last little straw is gonna shift the entire trajectory of existence for someone and that's really really cool Absolutely. Absolutely. And I completely <laughs> agree. And even within my own life, you know, I've been on this conscious journey for about eight years now. And mm -hmm. all the time, I still have these moments where certain things I'm like, oh, I get it. Now. <laughs> like, I, I, even say, well, I just recently had this moment where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> But seriously, like, okay, so even like saying conscious, so going back to like the blind spots yeah. in our industry, it's just like, oh, I'm conscious, like, doesn't mean that I'm not still unconscious in a lot of areas of my life. Like, there's a lot of stuff here that it's just not my time to know it, right? And maybe I'll get there in this lifetime. Maybe it's for, you know, the next ones. But um you know, we're, we're inching towards and every little, like, I, I feel the one job I really wanted when I was in, in school, really wanted to be an explorer, right? Like literally a physical explorer. And I never in a million years would have guessed, I think it was literally a month ago, maybe two, where I was like, I am an explorer. Like I'm doing <laughs> it, I'm doing everything I thought I would. I'm not like physically out there. Sometimes I go into the mountains, but I mean, this world, this world, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're here, we're doing it. And like, what a cool, what a cool thing to get to do. I love this so much. <laughs> Me too. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious. Like some of my followers and clients and friends might watch this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like you never talk like that around us. I'm like, but it's, you know, not everybody wants to have this conversation. I respect yeah. that, right? But at the same time for me, like clearly it is, it lights me up because yeah. This is what I believe, similar to your like foundational belief. Um, this is our, this is our, this is our purpose on on Earth, and I know that that's such a, a large existential question for people. And a lot of times we try to make it in a thing, like we try to understand the medium or the channels. Like, I'm gonna write children's books. I'm gonna be a lawyer, right? Like this is my purpose. Yeah. But um, I think like it, that larger um viewpoint to step back and just really understand like we do have a purpose we don't have to know the medium and channel of it 
throughout our entire lives because it's going to look different probably throughout mm -hmm. but that's the story of our evolution and it's really cool <laughs> ah, i love this so much <laughs> Oh, me too. So I'm so damn. <laughs> I learned how to snap. Oh, there we go. Uh, I learned how to snap. Uh, I was old. I was old. I can't whistle either. Like, you know when you went to camp and they were like, what's your weird thing? And I was like, um, I'm awkward. Like, that was it. Couldn't do cartwheels. Couldn't do, like, any cool snapping, whistling, like, all the things. No. But uh, I learned to snap. So. We're good. We're good. Bring I can't it on. whistle. I can't whistle either. Or do cartwheels. Oh, here. Okay. We're <laughs> not even. I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to. I can't wink. I, that was that's all. Oh, I always wanted to be able to wink because I just thought that would be like my thing if I went to a bar and see a guy and that's like how I let him know. But it kind of looks like this. It's, it's not. It's not a good pickup move. <laughs> this is hilarious. That was oh hilarious. my god. No, this has been such an amazing talk. I love this. I feel like we could legit talk for hours. And it's funny because we've only technically, I think, been in each other's company like twice. Like in person. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, my God. But again, that's like, I saw one of your questions was like uh, showing up authentically online. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, like, first of all, I do want to address that because I feel like sometimes we have like, I've said it before, so I'm like, oh, Instagram's a monster, right? <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. how I feel about it, because you're always having to stay on your toes, right? Um, but at the same time, that is such a beautiful gift. Because, you know, when you first talked about this, you're like, oh, we're gonna do a thing. And I was like, oh, live, like, I am not comfortable on a camera, right? But if it wasn't for these kind of experiences and like the whole platform i wouldn't have the relationship that i have with you yeah. right so like we have met once twice yeah. right and had a beautiful conversation but if it wasn't for literally for instagram because we could have texted right we could have like emailed i don't know written a hand note it wouldn't be <laughs> i do that with my grandma still i actually love it um <laughs> Yeah, she's old school. I love her. Um, but I mean, when you see how someone chooses to show up online and the message that they choose to share, because we we only have so much time, we only have so much whatever. And um, I'm always first of all, your posts like the pictures are art, like they just are. Um, but the words, the words are always what draws me into a person. Like that's always so real to me when I see how people talk about the things that they love right? Because we're all trying to live here. And a part of that, especially online does involve letting people know, hey, I'm selling something or hey, I have a program, right? But um, I really think that the way that we present ourselves is so I mean, you see so many people just doing these copy and paste, like, I'm pretty sure I see the same Instagram caption on different people's post and I'm just like okay I don't I don't know where this is coming from but I want you I want you to write it I want to know who you are like your your spelling mistakes your like I want to see it right because that's yeah. how you get to know someone and that's yeah. like the beauty of this whole space is like I'm literally great friends with someone I've never met before the more than one person more than one person and when I go to Mexico whenever that may be hopefully you're there she, I just want to, she's going to be there. I'm like, I've never met you before. What I need to get to meet you. Like, how cool is that? And you feel yeah. like you have these relationships that are so deep with people. And it's such a gift. I love it. Mm. 
Absolutely. I don't know how we got on that topic, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we said we met twice. Oh, showing up on Thursday. Like, yeah, we met twice, so we can, like, talk forever. It's wonderful. <laughs> I think it was also because you were talking about, like, showing up authentically like, on Instagram and just mm. that's how we kind of segued into that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Well. <laughs> no, beautiful. I love this. This is such a beautiful talk. Um, yes, thank you. So let's talk about if you have any offerings or anything that you want to share. You mentioned you have a program that's eight weeks and you're probably thinking about extending it. Yeah, I just feel like you gotta like read the room. So I've, I've helped since 2019. I don't even know how many clients I don't count anymore. There's a lot of people. And generally speaking, like after the program's done, like once someone has there's a there's a moment when you don't really have confidence. So coaching, I just feel is helping people step into that potential like they're I'm trying to go here. And you just kind of uh, lift them up and support them on the way. Right. So I feel like just extending that to maybe 10 weeks can really serve people better. Ultimately, like, I'm in a service industry, like coaching to me is service, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. Um, I still do fitness coaching. And I love that so much. Um, I've moved that almost 100% online. Um, because I feel like when you get your health and fitness under control, everything else just kind of awakens for you. So if your brain, I mean, I come from a background of, of mental illness, right? And the reason I ever even started exercising was to help manage my mental illness, right? It had nothing to do with like, I want to look better. It was just, I want to feel better mentally and emotionally. So that will always be a huge part of who I am because the, the side effects of exercise are undeniable. Right. It just makes it makes your life better. Um, and I can never step away from such a powerful tool. Um, but so, yeah, so that that's one aspect of coaching. And then the other is one on one, um, like the the eight to 10 week program, mm -hmm. um, which I love. So I just called it own the now because essentially that was that was the that was the the starter point for me where mm -hmm. I was just like my world felt like it was falling apart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I have I have now. Right. I have this moment here. I get to make a choice, take ownership, right? Take ownership of this moment and whatever decision happens, whatever, like whatever happens from here, I can at least say I made the choice to be here. Right. Instead of like, Oh, I ended up here because uh, I didn't make a choice, which is the story for so many people still, right. They're not they're, They don't realize that they're making a choice. Um, so yeah, that's the program. I absolutely love it um gosh it's just such a passion for me so i i'm not like super good at selling i'm not i've never been into that even when i worked in a gym just i love attraction people come to me because they want to work right mm -hmm. so they you know this whole concept like this is how and i'm not a business guru at all i don't want to be i have no intention of ever doing so but um for me like my sales process works the best when people just come when they feel mm -hmm. ready when they feel called when they feel energetically attracted um i don't like selling people i don't like you know telling people oh you need this or whatever like the fear monger it does it doesn't work and it's not the energy that i want to bring into any of my programs right so the offers are there i don't talk about them too much i'm really more focused on just saying like here's little ways that I can like spark your interest to think today, like think about this today or try that today. And eventually generally what has happened, I don't know if this is a good business strategy or not. People mm -hmm. just 
will <laughs> slide into my email at GM and be like, I want to work with you. How do I work yeah. with you? Right? Because, yeah. and, and those are maybe like your soul aligned clients. I'm not really sure. I just feel very blessed that I have, I have them and they exist mm -hmm. and that seems to work. But um, yeah, that's, that's really what I offer and how I show up in the world. And I, I love it. Like, I just, I love what I do. So it's a real blessing to be in this place. Um, to be honest, I don't think I've ever worked at a job where I didn't like it because you recognize pretty quickly, like, this is how you spend so much of your time. It's your life, right? So why would you be in something that doesn't light you up and bring you joy and, and passion? And to me, like, my my job will always be in service. Um, that's mm -hmm. just where I feel the most called to. I don't know if it will always take the channel of coaching, but right now it does, and I'm very blessed for it to do so. Mm, I love that. And I think that is a great <laughs> business strategy because you're you're more focused on just sharing your movement and yeah. people that want to be on, they, they choose to, to come on. I yeah. That's a beautiful business strategy. And I always feel good about it in the end. So I've been sold before. I'm sure you've been sold. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has been yeah. sold before. It doesn't feel good. And at the end of the day, I am not, I'm the coach, but I'm not above my clients. Like yeah. I know more about something specific that they're trying to access, but yeah. I'm not better or above them. Right. So if we don't have a foundation of trust and respect, oh my God, respect is everything for me. Like yeah. respect in friendships and relationships and, and like strangers, you don't know that is my hard foundation. And if trust is ever broken, I'm sorry, I have to put or respect, sorry, respect is ever broken. I have to put a boundary up. And that's something I learned to do this year, this year. Um, was really just say, this is my hard and fast, like, this is the line. Um, but I can't do that with a client. You can't, in you can't instigate a relationship without respect. And if you're, if you're pushing something on someone that you can tell they don't really like want, if you have to convince somebody to buy, mm -hmm. then that's not respect. You, you got to respect the person's process, right? So yeah, that's so funny, because you just went back to the question that I asked earlier about being integrity and showing up as a leader in this space right mm -hmm. also living in a system that's very corrupted or system that's very, i'm trying to find the world like okay i'm just going to bust out a thesaurus <laughs> so be like hang on <laughs> level but you, but you just answered the question you just kind of well you answered it before but you just kind of went deeper into it right now talking about you know having respect having respect for the other person yeah, having respect for the fact that it's not just a transaction too. For me, that's huge. It's yeah. knowing that like this is a real life breathing person who is choosing to invest within me because they trust my mission enough that yeah. it starts something within them. And like you said, yeah. I'm in service to this person. I'm in service to the mission itself, the movement itself. So it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. And I you got to take it seriously. Um, I know you do, right? But that's just like where I come from. Um, yeah, it's really, it's just really important to me, especially like, I started off in health, right? So like, I someone is putting their health in my hands. Wow, right? Like someone is trusting me with not just their money and their time with their health, with their health, I'm responsible for that. I'm not like fully responsible. But you know, I, I am the head of of um direction on this and then you go into the deeper stuff and there's places i won't go with people right like if you have trauma that's like too big right i'm not 
certified in that there I like I think the best thing that I do for people is I refer out when I need to and you can still work with someone as a coach but a coach is not a therapist yeah. right and so yeah. there's certain things maybe like if you have the experience if you have the training but like again going back to the foundations of respect mm -hmm. right like of course I want to be everything for everybody of course I want to help everybody but I can't right mm -hmm. and just knowing knowing where your strengths are and knowing where they're not is a superpower as a coach because it's so easy if you get like someone's like oh I want to pay you like x y and z and it's so easy to say yes to money yeah. but then you're saying no to your own integrity and that's it's never it's you might have it for a couple of years but like you can't sustain that there's no longevity that's not like you can't put things out in the world that's not in in the goodness that's not doing well for humanity that doesn't I, I just don't believe it lasts. Maybe it, it does for some people in this lifetime, but it's not something I'm willing to tiptoe on because it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. So. Yeah. 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 I completely agree with you. I love that so much. <laughs> I know um, I'm like preaching to the choir. Of I, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like I've actually turned down certain clients and refer other people to them. And when I tell people this, especially I have friends who are in the, you know, they're business coaches and they're like, I don't know like <laughs> yeah they're like that's not a very good business strategy I was like well I'm not a business person I'm a coach right exactly. so I'm a coach who has a business I'm not a business who coaches and that's a big distinction for me but huge, huge. Completely yeah agree with you. completely agree with you um <laughs> I think uh <laughs> so I think the last thing I would probably ask is in I feel like you answered it in the beginning so <laughs> we're gonna have to go back to that bring it up Recap, refresh everyone's memory, my, myself included. <laughs> um, how do you want people to feel after they've interacted with oh, your work or with you? I love this question. Um, so yeah, what I want people to feel when they hear this conversation, when they go to my page and they see a story and uh, they read a post, anything like that. I'm a multifaceted person, right? Everything that's on my page, everything that I do, everything that I put out there is sincere, it's genuine, that is real. And I want people to see whatever they see and be reminded of their own humanity, including oh. the mistakes, including the good things, to just remember, like, I might be smiling with my abs and my fitness one day, and then the next day I will, you know, post a reel of like, hey, this is like the mental health thing I'm struggling with, yeah. whatever. I don't know where I'm hitting. I don't even know exactly who my niche is entirely. Maybe that's bad, right? But at the same time, like, whatever it is that you're feeling, it's not going to hit with everyone, and that's okay. I'm not trying to, like, get everybody on the ship that I'm sailing but mm -hmm. I want people to tap into like you are human on the side of this screen and I think this is so important to remember as you know as creators as people who put ourselves out there I am so reminder you know I had to I blocked so many people for inappropriate comments but at the I had to and I always say this one before I block them I'm a heart on the other side of the screen I'm, I'm a person. There's a real person. I don't know if you're a bot. I don't know who I'm talking to. But mm -hmm. I have to recall too, um, you are a person. So I'm going to talk to you as a person. Right? It's so easy to get like these warriors of, of, of keyboards and going all crazy on people and like forgetting. And we definitely have differences of beliefs. But when people see my content, I want them to remember, even if, <laughs> to feel like I have a heart and whatever is on the other side of the screen also has a heart. We have the same humanity. And tapping into that is so, so, so important, especially in these like 
curated images of whatever like I don't I don't even know <laughs> what's online anymore but th there's a lot like you know yeah. and I'm I'm participating in it just as much as anybody else is yeah. right <laughs> at the end of the day um you know strategies aside or you know shiny happy like exuberance aside there there's humanity in all of us and um I think that's really important especially because we are spending more time on our phones or, or these platforms um that we are forgetting to access the humanity inside of us and we are you know kind of busying ourselves with the distractions in mm -hmm. front of us these like shiny happy toys but really that's kind of you know distancing ourselves from the reality that we need to be tapping into so <laughs> hands on heart yeah still beating <laughs> uh, oof, that was powerful that thank was you for those questions so beautiful. those are beautiful questions uh, they're good that was so beautiful like that whole everything everything this whole conversation was just so powerful and so beautiful and I so look forward to posting this audio on the podcast because this is Yes, I saw wow. that. Yeah, I saw the plus. Congratulations. I love that idea. I think it's really, really smart and beautiful. And I'm excited because uh, when you first launched the, the series, I was um, listening on Instagram, right? Yeah. And so I would listen to like two interviews or three and then my phone was just like dead, right? <laughs> so I love that the podcast, like I don't have to have the video running and I love, but most of the time I don't like sit down and watch videos. I'm exactly. very much like on the go person. So genius. Yeah. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. I will definitely definitely send it to my mom and everybody else oh, who, like, who is this girl <laughs> no, um no I hope people like it thank you so much for the opportunity it's really beautiful to speak with you no this was amazing Sarah and I so look forward to us hopefully meeting up in Mexico <laughs> definitely. you know if it's meant to happen it's meant to happen I feel like that has also been another of the major lessons I've learned more so this year was just letting go, letting go. And I have been on that. So I feel like that whole, that whole incubus of letting go started very early for me, probably around 12, 14. And I never learned that lesson. And now it's just banging on the door so hard. And it's like, you need to learn to let go. So, you know, um, if it happens, it happens. And I'm sure it'll be beautiful. If not, I will catch you at some point again. And that'll be just magical and wonderful. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i so look forward to it even when it's online and we interact with one another it's always just yeah. powerful so yeah uh, amazing <laughs> amazing for your time thank you so much for taking the time this was beautiful of course. I'll all the links after and you have yourself an amazing day thanks shiva bye hugs <laughs> bye <laughs>